Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The boys really just don't get why we're doing what we're doing. Because I'm not a foot soldier here. I'm really kind of a general, whether I'm good at it or not. Our struggles in our family relationships are probably because I suck at them. I felt like all of a sudden Cody's doing this bait and switch. Like, oh, I respect it. But I'm going to put you on this guilt trip so that you will change your mind. So I don't really respect it, but I'm going to tell you I respect your decision. And I'm not telling you how to live your life anymore. You guys are independent women. You can do whatever you want. I would ask you seriously to consider a much bigger picture, the picture that I have to see. No guilt trip, just a little prick to your conscience and you guys decide what you do. Because I'm not going to tell this family how they do it. I am going to lead the way that I think is the right way. He's not trying to guilt trip us. I'm pretty sure that was a guilt trip. If he wants me to make a choice between him and my kids. My kids will always win every single time. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Sister Wise Edition, aka Flops and Flagstaff. Uh, gosh, this was, I mean, every episode this season has been an absolute banger, but this one was really, it really got me in the goat, if you will, because this was Janelle. This was Janelle's version, <laughs> if, you, if you will. Um, I think I found this to be so satisfying because, um, how do I say this without insulting the other women and their intelligence? Uh, I believe that Cody respects 
and even fears Janelle's level of intelligence more than he does the other women. So to see her use her intelligence, I don't want to say use her intelligence against him, but that's kind of what I'm saying. Like it was just so gratifying because I don't think anything would have gotten into his mind had it not been Janelle saying it this episode. Okay, so let's get into it. So the episode starts with Cody pulling into Janelle's driveway. She and Goofus are doing yard work. And this just begs the question from last week. Does, do any of these people have outside clothes? Yard work clothes? Just clothes that you could just pop on that don't really mean anything. Because last week, Robin was in her finest Daisy Fuentes for Cole's outfit. And now... Janelle is too. She's wearing like a silk or silk blend blouse and uh, Goofus is dressed like a damn Trader Joe's employee with the, the Hawaiian shirt. And I like, why don't you guys have outside clothes? You have so much access to horrific, ugly leggings. They're just right at your disposal. Just pop on over Christine's. She probably wouldn't even notice that you took some like, you know, some, uh, I don't know, like taco or squirrel print pants. Anyway, just anyway, I, I don't know why this bothered me so much. There are so many other things in this episode that were way worse. So let me move on. So um, basically what's happening here is that Janelle is telling us that Goofus and Gallant are really having a rough go of it with their dad right now that they used to be quite close to him. They felt like they could come to him for anything. And now their interactions with him are basically relegated to doing outside chores, yard work on occasion. So like I said, this is definitely the most aggravated. I've probably seen Janelle the entire series, like honey sat down in a frosted pink lip and an even frostier attitude. She starts off in an interview rolling her eyes and is like, okay, so Cody passed out all these rules and, you know, supposedly he and her and Robin and the nanny are following. So like, I don't know. So I guess that they're like mitigating all these risks or whatever. I don't know. So Christine in a confessional says that she doesn't mind following the rules, but also she doesn't really have any intention of following the rules because she's got other plans in the future. So love it. Read it. Not going to implement it. Thank you very much. Um, Mary says that she's frustrated because she's just found out about all these rules and she's basically been following them for the past six or eight months at this point. And she's like, you know what? I have not had access to anybody in the family. I'm like, yeah, Mary, get it. Why don't you get it? Why don't you get it, girl? You're not in this family. Anyway, you know, usually they will ask all the wives how they feel back to back to back, but they didn't ask Robin how she felt about the rules because (laughs) why would they? She's the one who's benefiting from them the most. You know, if if you can consider having access to Cody 24-7 a benefit. Doesn't seem like it is based on what we see later in the episode, but we'll get into that later. Um, So Cody comes over to help with the trimming the trees and Janelle says to Goofus, Hey, why don't you go inside so I can speak to Cody privately? So he goes inside and I was shocked when she said that she actually wanted to apologize to Cody about what happened during their meeting over the rules, uh, you know, the other day. So 
she says, you know what? I really want to apologize. You guys, I have never seen Cody focus his attention on anybody in this family more quickly and more intensely than he did when Janelle said that she wanted to apologize. Like whatever uh, garden tool he was holding in his hand, he actually dropped it. Like, just living for the moment in which he actually um, gets to play victim. Because he tries so hard, and yet, you know, <laughs> very, very very few, very few does this happen? No. Very, wh- where are my words? <laughs> this happens so little that he had to seize the moment. Janelle says that she was sorry for getting a little bit salty, but that her main issues with the rules are that she feels like she's doing everything that she should be doing and that the government is requiring. But then there were these extra rules like wiping down the boxes and leaving your mail out for 24 hours. And she just feels like she says it makes her feel like a prisoner. And then Janelle tells Cody that even though the rules are tough, she is planning on adhering to them so that they can all get together at least for Christmas. And she says something along the lines of like, the rules are like, you know, the rules that you and Robin have implemented. And Cody tries to correct her. And he's like, well, these are the rules that I see fit. And the Robin is compliant to. I see. I set the rules and Robin's been complying. So it's not, she's not making the role. She's just following them. And he says, I think it's easier for Robin because she sees the value in protecting our family. And see, that's where I would have just mushed his face right then and there, because you're not going to fucking talk to me like that. Like about how I, she sees the value in protecting her family as though these people are just like out here doing whatever the fuck. And I, I felt Janelle on that and why it would have rubbed her the wrong way. I was really on her side with that. She says in an interview, you know, I really have an issue with him always using the term value, especially in conjunction with Robin and what she does at her home, because frankly, her kids don't go anywhere. They do all her kids do exactly what she says. They don't go anywhere. And I just have a very different situation because I have older kids. They have lives. They have jobs. And it's just different for me. And it's great for her. Great for Robin. Love that for you, sis. But my situation is not the same as hers. So Janelle tries another angle with Cody and says her mental health has really been suffering during the pandemic. And Cody's response, of course, is not like, what's going on? I'm sorry. I hate to hear that. I wish I could have been there to help you. It's don't you think it would be better if I were there? As if her mental health is reliant upon her husband. Ugh, that is not what she was saying. And so it appears that the stakes have gotten higher from just wanting Gallant to move out to, excuse me, to just wanting Goofus to move out to Gallant. So I was confused because Janelle says that Garrison, a.k.a. Gallant, is the real reason why Cody is not coming over to the house. Whereas I thought it was Goofus this whole time because he's been the one who's hanging out with his girlfriend, wanting to hang out with his friends and be social. Whereas Gallant had a job... And, like, maybe he was being a little bit more social, but he mostly just had a job that required him being around people. But apparently Cody heard through the grapevine that over the course of the summer, apparently Gallant had been more social than he thought. So now he needs 
Gallant to move out immediately. Janelle tells Cody, Gallant is only a few months away from being able to have enough money for his down payment. I'm just, I'm not going to kick him out when he's so close to his goal. So Cody starts some of his bullshit about how he has standards and that all he's asking for the whole family to do is just meet his standards. And he's got a four-year-old at home. Y'all catch that? He's got a four-year-old at home. And he basically was trying to say, like, I need, she needs me at least until she's 21. And so I need to think about it like that. Like, almost like a you're only as strong as your weakest link kind of thing. Like, I have to care for everybody and I need to take care of not just the adults who can fend for themselves, but the most vulnerable, my my sweet child, the only child I have. Excuse me. my One of my four children, or five... How many should we have? Three, four, five. Five children. Um, I really need to think about her. And this may, could have gone as like a throwaway comment, but the way he talks about his children throughout this whole episode, as though like, it's just very separatist. And I'll get into that later. So Cody starts listing off like, you know, I have to take care of like, he tries to list off like the youngest members. I have to take care of Ariella and Solomon and, and, uh, truly like he totally forgot her name. Ah! Oh my God. He's such a dick. So he basically says that he just needs Gallant to move out. Now he needs Goofus to move out as well, or they neither need to move out or they need to completely cease all social activities so that he can come over and maintain his relationship with Janelle. Now, see, this is never about like, I want us to get together as a family for Cody. It is for Janelle, but for Cody, it's just like, get these fuckers out of here so that we can keep, keep uh, on with our marriage. It, there's no sense of, him being a father towards these children. It's just so cold. Janelle and Cody start going back and forth about the rules and how strict they are. And Janelle says, I haven't been wiping my packages all summer. So should I start now? And then Cody says, does the wiping down of the packages again are really for the family to all get together and that he has totally different rules for her specifically and him coming back into her house, which is, again, Goofus and Gallon have to get the fuck out or they need to completely stop social distancing. So Janelle's like, I can tell you right now, Goofus isn't going to be separated from his girlfriend. Like, would you at 20? And Cody's like, well, I did. You know, I went off to a mission trip for two years and, you know, that was basically like social distancing from from dating. It's like, Cody, did you actually leave anybody? Was anybody a knocking at your door? Was anyone interested? Did you leave anybody brokenhearted when you left for your mission? I doubt it. So, okay. So then Janelle says, well, because Goofus is not going to social distance, what if his girlfriend comes and lives with them for the two weeks leading up to Christmas so that she can be together with the whole family. And he doesn't say anything to Janelle, but in an interview, he says, you know what? I don't even want to answer that question because if I say no, then I would be restricting them from being around each other. But if I say yes, then I would be consenting to something that I feel like is against my religious beliefs. And then he goes, you know, 
the whole freaking family has just thrown those out the window. Like his religious beliefs have been thrown out the window. <laughs> so Janelle brings up how Goofus's girlfriend, like I said, has to work. And Cody's like, blah, 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 just vomit bullshit, vomit more bullshit, blah, blah. And I'm just sick of it. <laughs> uh, this is a man. Let's just say it. Let's just say what's happening. This Cody's like a desperate girlfriend. Like a desperate ex, and I'm not talking like in, in the way that Mary is, but like it's it's a girl. I don't want to. I don't want to um, gender put a gender on it. It's like when when you are young and you know that you're in a relationship in the back of your mind that you shouldn't be in, but you keep trying. It's like you set out all these traps and you make all these tests. And it's like, oh, well, you guys aren't living up to my tests. And like, these are these standards that I have and you guys aren't living in it. And then suddenly you're the victim. And it's like, no, you have created the shitty situation that people don't want to adhere to. And now you're the victim because nobody wants to play with your toys. And, you know, nobody's crying for you, boy. Nobody's crying. And you know what? I wonder, like, what do Goofus's girlfriend's parents and her think about the way he talks about her? Because I wouldn't like it. <laughs> I would not like it. I, I mean, I think their relationship does seem kind of, like, weird. I, mean, I guess she lives, like, she doesn't live in Arizona, so she went back home. But maybe it's not that weird. But I, I mean, there are, like, a lot of reasons why I wouldn't want my kid to be in this family. But the fact that, like, he talks about, even the fact that he talks about ga- Goofus the way he does would be concerning for me. Like, ooh, do you really want to marry into that family? I wouldn't. So then Janelle asks Cody if it's okay that Gallant is going to be working. And Cody's like, you know, it's fine as long as he cuts down his social activities. And Janelle says, he has. Like, all his friends moved away. He pretty much just goes to work and home. And in fact, I'm kind of worried that he's a little bit lonely. So apparently all these issues that Cody now has with Gallant is because... Like I said, he found out that over the summer he had been a little bit social and now he's acting like Gallant only wants to come back into the fold of the family because all his friends moved and now he needs his dad because he doesn't have anybody else. Imagine your parent talking to you about you like that. Ugh. Like in the latest season of Teen Mom, Leah is, excuse me, Amber Amber is dealing with her daughter, Leah. Leah doesn't want to fuck with Amber because she knows that Amber is a bad parent and Leah's a smart girl and is like, this is a waste of my time. I have a stepmother at home who I actually enjoy and not this wild woman who rants on Instagram story or Instagram live for four hours about how my dad isn't shit, you know? But Amber treats this more like a bad romantic relationship. Like Leah's her girlfriend rather than Leah is her child. And so she, she acts like they're on equal footing and that Leah just needs to like get her shit together. <laughs> it, I, and not laugh. I shouldn't be laughing. Cause it's actually like insane. It's actually unwell. But the point is like Cody only invokes like this parent child situation. He doesn't really, he only uses this, like I'm the leader and you guys are all just the sorry people. And that everybody just has to like kowtow and bow to what he's doing. I just, oh, I have a headache. I have a headache. 
<laughs> I just like it's the way he talks about his kids as though like he has no attachment to them, no emotional attachment, no not all the years he raised them as their father. It's just nothing because now they're not doing what he wants them to. So Janelle tries to say like. I feel like whatever you heard about Gallant being out here in these streets was probably, and you're over-exaggerating it in your mind. And Cody says, whatever happened to Team Brown? I don't know, Cody. You're talking about forcing two of them into homelessness. So I would imagine that they're maybe not feeling the team spirit right now. At this point, Cody almost gets it when he tells Janelle that he doesn't want to alienate his children with his criticism, but frankly, he's tired of them not living up to his standards. And then he says, I've already sacrificed so much over the past seven months that I kind of feel like, what do I do? Just drop my pants now and say, I'm not going to fight anymore to keep the family healthy. What I've been trying to do is lead by example and let everybody choose what they're going to do and have consequences. But it looks to me like nobody really cares if I'm at home. Yeah. Yeah. And now we said it. Now, of course, Cody will never understand what this really means, but let's all take this moment to recognize that Cody has just unknowingly admitted to the fact that everybody except Robin and Mary, they've all realized that their lives are better off without Cody. (laughs) And they're actually thriving. And so why should they bother shelling out five bucks on a packet of alcohol wipes? And two weeks away from the people that they actually care about and enjoy uh, hanging out with to spend time with Cody and, you know, and like watch him play happy life, happy wife with thick neck Robin over there. Like, you know, why would they do that? It doesn't make sense. Like he tries to play the victim heart again and says, you know, he's trying to appease everybody, but they're not trying to help him at all. And so once again, this is a polygamy double standard. Oh, it's very clear that a polygamy double standard to Cody is him not getting his way. <laughs> it has nothing to do with like people getting what they want and him not getting what he wants. No, it's just about him not getting what he wants. He doesn't actually care the other way. So Janelle tells Cody she doesn't really know how to reconcile this whole situation because she can't just leave her boy out there in the world. And then Cody does this like evil scrunched up face and he goes, they're adults. Bye bye. (laughs) But Cody says in a confessional that he's been very sympathetic to the situation between Janelle and her kids, her kids. Notice he did not say our kids, her kids until he found out that he was being lied to or deceived He was very sympathetic to their situation until he found out he was being deceived. And at that point, he lost his patience. Then he goes on to tell Janelle that the boys are, you know, over 21. And so karmically, he has done his job. So, you know, you take your car. Here's some cash. Go get a job. Goodbye. So then right after Cody's doing this whole act as daddy big balls, he has to laugh at like, I screamed when he admitted, you know, uh, it's basically just, he, his, his name is not on, on Janelle's lease. So he can talk all the shit he wants to about kicking these boys out, but he can't actually do it because his name isn't on the lease. So what are we talking about then? And you guys from last week when they had that conversation and Robin revealed that she got a phone call from one of the kids. I think we all assumed that it was Goofus that did it, but I almost am wondering if maybe it was Gallant because this pivot of Cody really being like, I want you out now. 
it kind of is reeking of like maybe he's the one who called Robin. I don't know. So then Cody's like, well, you know what? My dad kicked me out at 18 and he gave, all I had was a car that I had earned and he gave me $50 and told me to go, you know, go get a job, do it by. <laughs> okay, so what does that prove other than like your dad was an asshole too? <laughs> you're, you're trying to continue the legacy? Like, okay. Um, Janelle says she doesn't really care about the story because they live in a different world. Just like I said, this is not the 80s small town uh wyoming in the 80s cody where you could probably have gone off and like pulled yourself up by your bootstraps and and figured something out this is a totally different age i'm completely on janelle's side i think you know financially totally different situation than he's been in as a country so like why we're trying to invoking like what happened to you and your weirdo past and putting it on your kids like it just doesn't apply it does not apply and like frankly sir i don't want to hear about how guys how any of your kids have to go out there and do anything when what is your job like, do you expect them to all uh, flounce their way into finding some four women to marry them and, and get a casual reality show out of it? Like, so that you never have to work again? Because, you know, <laughs> you're not working either. So Janelle tells Cody that she'll talk to the boys about it. But in a confessional, she says, they've had this conversation. And by they, she means she and Cody and she of the boy and the boys have had this conversation a thousand times before they keep going back in circles on it. Nothing ever gets resolved. So at this point, she's not really even trying to have this conversation. So then Cody leaves. And then after that, Janelle brings out the kids, Savannah, Goofus and Gallant to talk about the rules. And she's like, you know what? I'm not even excited to talk to them about it because I already know what their reaction is going to be. <laughs> So she gets them all and she's like, you know what? I'm not going to read out to the rules to you. And Goofus is like, what? Read? Rules? What are you talking about, lady? But then she says, you know, there's there was a list uh, that includes things that we've already been doing and things that we haven't. So then so she kind of talks anecdotally about, you know, the wiping down of the mail and changing your clothes before entering the house. And Goofus is like, cool. See you in February. So Janelle asks Goofus if he would be willing to adhere to the rules, at least for Christmas. And he's like, no, because like, what if I get a job? <laughs> so then he starts to get annoyed. But then he's like, you know, it's not about you. It's about dad. Like, I'm just pissed at dad. Like, I'm saying this shit and I'm using this tone of voice, but I will listen to what you do, mom. It's just him. I'm mad at dad. So then Goofus and Gallant start ping-ponging back and forth about how they're tired of this and they're tired of that. And, you know, if their dad wants to play stupid games, they can play them too. And maybe they'll just lie about not being socially distanced because uh, they've been going through this for about eight months and it hasn't been worth it at all. <laughs> so Janelle says in a confessional that Goofus has been taking things really hard because he thought he had a really close relationship with Cody before this and now he's feeling rejected from him. Janelle tries to calm them both town down, but then Goofus says, no, we need to have this conversation. Like, I don't want to yell at you. So why don't you bring back that, that why don't you bring dad back so I can yell at him? The <laughs> gallant says that Cody's being childish and Goofus is like, yeah, but if you say that we have to acknowledge that we're also being childish and gallant's like yeah okay we are also being childish but when janelle asks what they can do to fix this gallant says 
Cody needs to stop being childish and ruining his family over something this small. We haven't seen our dad in nine months. And then he puts it into context by saying, somebody could have conceived and had a child in the time since I've seen my father. And then in a confessional, Cody says, the kids are acting like I haven't seen them in nine months. That's not true. I'm over there like once a month. (laughs) Exactly. So they haven't seen you in nine months. And if their interactions with him when he does come over are anything like Christine told us, which is him like um, grabbing some food, texting away, probably to Solomon, um, and then going to bed, then yeah, they really haven't seen him. Then Janelle says something in an interview that I think rubbed people a little bit wrong. It, It hit different when she says, Cody and I didn't raise our kids to be sheeple. And I think, you know, uh, a lot of us on one end of the political spectrum attribute that word with people on the other end of the political spectrum, which we all know that the Brown family does lean pretty right with the exception of, uh, you know, a handful of them. But her point, her larger point was that we've raised our kids to be independent and, and share how they feel. And that's great in most situations, but not now when they're fighting against their father. Janelle tries to calm Goofus and Gallant down by just saying, like, let's just focus on the smaller thing. Like, let's not talk about the past nine months. Let's just figure out if we can adhere to these rules so we can get together for Thanksgiving and or Christmas. Savannah says, totally fine. Gallant, I'll do it too. Goofus says, I don't really want to do it. (laughs) And Gallant says, just lie. He, like, whispers to him, just lie about it. Who cares? And... (laughs) And Savannah and Janelle are like, no, 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 don't lie about it. Don't do it. And so Goofus is like, I'm not going to lie. I'm standing in my truth and I'm not going to be any doing any like socially distancing things because uh, I want to be with my girlfriend because her girl, her birthday is on Thanksgiving Day. So then Janelle brings up possibly going to Utah and they're like, well, I don't know, maybe we'll just get a hotel, me and Goofus and Gallon, or I'll get our own hotel and we'll socially distance and we'll turn up. <laughs> and that really made me laugh because these kids are probably of the like TLC religious large family children. Obviously, the Brown family are the significantly more worldly than, you know, the Duggars. But to see them say like turn up was still very funny to me because I don't take them as much of like. They don't really seem like they drink or party like that. Like, I'm confident that Goofus smokes, like, the reggiest reggie of weed. And they probably tried to, like, even grow some plants out on Coyote Pass, which I'm I'm here for. But, like, I, I, I don't know. Turning up was just funny to me. And you know what the other thing? <laughs> Shout out to Corey and Carly. This is how I knew you guys were for me. We said something that I had only thought for years, which is that Mary (laughs) and her wet bar were probably having a great time in Las Vegas by herself. I always picture Mary with like an airplane bottle, airplane bottle size, um, Moscato, uh, Sangria, a barefoot, bubbly, if you will. I, it, 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 you guys really crack me up because I'm like, oh my God. We see each other. We thought the same thing. <laughs> anyway, poor sweet Savannah tells 
the brothers that they need to be a little bit more gentle with their mom because she's in the middle of a situation between them and Cody and it's probably really hard for her. Things reach a fever pitch once again when Goofus mentions it all. He starts off by saying, excuse me, Gallant says again that he's not trying to play these games and that they're tired of doing this for the past nine months and that Cody has 15 other kids that he's not seeing. And so Goofus says, why don't we just talk about the fact that he's been at Robin's for the past nine months? (laughs) And the camera's zoomed in on Janelle's face. (sighs) And Janelle's like, she couldn't even say anything. She just put it, had to put her hand on her forehead and be like, you know what? I know this is going to make the final edit of the show. And so let me just shut my ass up and not, I I can't save anybody here. (laughs) In an interview, Janelle says about Robin, bless her heart, but she has to make decisions. Um, You know, she's been making the decisions that she's been making because she's what needs Cody to see the kids. But my life is very different. I have three independent adult children I don't know what Cody does with his time. I don't track it. (laughs) Christine says in an interview that in the past nine months, she's probably only seen Cody a handful of times. (laughs) So back to Janelle and her kids. She, they seem to calm down a little bit when they bring up Christine and her potential plans of maybe going up to see Aspen and McKelty. And they're basically like, Oh, Well, we're just going to do whatever Christine does. If she decides she's going to stay in Flagstaff, then we'll do that. If she decides she wants to go to Utah, then we want to go up to do that. And Goofus is like, I I just want to do whatever Christine does. I know she's not going to care about me me, being with my girlfriend because I know she doesn't. And I've also been to her house. So we all know that Janelle's kids are super close with Christine because Janelle was out in the workforce when they started having kids pretty much back and forth and Christine was at home uh, caring for them. And so they're all really close. All of Janelle's kids are really close with Christine. Christine says in a confessional that Janelle's kids are just a part of her soul. So Savannah basically says, Mom, I'm going to do whatever you want because... Frankly, I don't have a choice and you're my ride. (laughs) At the end of it, Janelle says she just wants to put on her pajamas and watch TV for the rest of the night because it's been nine months of her son and sons and Cody going back and forth on opposing sides of everybody just trying to state their point. And there's been no middle ground. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
After that, Janelle goes over to Robin and Cody's house, and she's dropping off a birthday gift that she got for Robin, which ends up being a towel warmer. And I just love how, like, passive-aggressive she was, just a little bit, you know? And she was like, you know, I don't... I don't know if you want to wipe this down, this box down, before you bring it into the house or not, Robin. For some reason, Cody made this weird joke, I guess, about how the wives, like, the towel warmer is a good gift, but there's oftentimes where a wife will have a collection of, like, angels or nutcrackers, and, you know, you don't really want another one. And it's like, are you really in a position to be making jokes about the gift giving? Because I recall one time you gave the wives their own individual necklaces that you designed, and they were probably the worst pieces of sterling silver that I've ever seen compiled in my life. So I don't really know if you're in a place to judge there, Cody. But on the other hand, I'm really wondering who he's like subtweeting and referring to when he says that. And I even did Googles. I I tried to look up nutcrackers and the only thing I could find you guys (laughs) was apparently maybe, gosh, this was maybe in 2011, Robin tweeted Uh, Something that they had designed a custom nutcracker for a fundraiser. And the nutcracker, of course, was five. It was one daddy nutcracker, which literally looked like they had cut off Cody's hair for accuracy and authenticity for the wig. And for Lady Wives, it's maybe the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And I'll try to remember to post that... (laughs) when I post the uh, announcement of the episode, but don't hold me to it. If not, just Google like uh, Robin Brown Nutcracker and you'll find the tweet. Anyway, after that, Robin and Janelle sit down outside and socially distance to be clear. And basically Robin says to Janelle, listen, I've been trying to stay out of your relationship with Cody, but I also have been just, very curious as to how you guys are able to maintain your relationship with each other when you don't see each other. Um, So low-key, this whole time, Robin is, like, pleading with Janelle to try to work things out with Cody so that she can have less time with Cody. (laughs) So they keep talking back and forth about how they love their independence. And then we get a little bit of rewriting of history. Because if you guys don't know, I just did a Patreon episode, what, two episodes ago, two weeks ago, about the sister wives, their secrets, their origin story, um, and frankly, their villain origin story. And they told a very different story in that book than they did here on the show in real time. So Robin's like, yeah, I talked, I asked Cody how you guys dealt with the separation. And he told me that you guys had been separated before. And then I was like, oh yeah, you know, maybe it was just like, uh, like eight months or so, but actually the way they tell in the book, it was two years. And on the show, Janelle just, like I said, she's really like kind of plays it off and downplays it and says that it was really just a financial thing and a job thing and that she had settled into her career. They were living in Wyoming. She had settled into her career and then Cody wanted to move to Utah for better career options for himself. And she decided to just stay. And 
she was still this wasn't a breakup which was what they said in the book it wasn't a breakup but they did say in the book that the reason why janelle left was because she got into a big ass fight with mary and that she and mary and cody were all living in this you know very close quarters she was sleeping on the couch mary would make it very uh uncomfortable for her because Cody and she would be sitting on the cat one couch holding hands watching TV or whatever and she would just be like third wheeling it and so apparently there was some big fight and Janelle moved out she took the kids and she was basically living as a single mother still maintaining her relationship with Cody kind of but not so much with the family and that the only reason why she moved to Utah was because he was able to find that Lehigh house that had the three separate apartments. But I think she didn't even move until six months after they had moved. The rest of the family had moved to Lehigh. So I don't know why she's acting like this is just like a kooky little story of two like young kids. And she was out there being like Tootsie or whatever. I mean, Tootsie was a man, right? (laughs) Well, whatever a working one, like doing nine to five and, you know, like living her best life and contributing to the family when this was like a, the result of a big fight between she and Mary, but okay, girl. Then Janelle tells us a couple bits of information that, well, just one bit of information that we didn't need. First, she starts off by saying that her relationship with Cody is very cerebral, that they communicate, they talk all the time. And that's like the majority of her relationship. But then she says, Hey, you guys, I have six kids. So it's not like we're just talking. And I know there are a lot of rumors. (laughs) And I I just love now that the wives are clearly seeing what people are talking about them or saying about them on social media. Hi, guys, if any of you are listening and um, that they're responding in kind, just like Robin was very upset about uh, people saying that she's the head wife. Janelle knows that people think that she's not fucking Cody. And now she wants to let us know. Okay, legs spread, arms wide open. Sorry, if you guys had to get that visual, so did it. If I had to get the visual, so did you. Anyway, then she and Robin shift to the benefits of polygamy. And Janelle says she really enjoys her freedom and she gets antsy about not having control over her life. And that was probably the reason why she freaked out at that meeting over the rules. Then they start talking about how they basically feel like they were born to live in a polygamous relationship. And Robin says to Janelle this is why I need you guys to figure out your stuff because I never wanted to be in a monogamous relationship. And now I'm kind of figure out that figuring out that this is what it's like. Robin, you were already in a a monogamous relationship for like 10 years. What do you mean? And to reference back to the book, I think she said that the reason why she and her husband didn't, her first husband didn't pursue polygamy was because they were busy. Just begging the question of like, what is Robin so busy doing? <laughs> I like it's it's hard to ask this question without it like veering. There's a thin line between like questioning and mommy shaming, and I don't want to do that. Like, have the nanny, get all the help you need. I don't care about that, but like, let's at least be honest about it. And also, like, I just need to know what it is that Robin's so busy doing. When you don't have a job and your husband doesn't have a job, now you have two active parents who stay home all day. So like, what are, you're not working from home. 
So what is she so busy doing? Neck exercises? I don't know. So Robin says in a confessional that she and Cody have been married for about a decade. And for the most part, he was only around for like one or two nights a week. But now it's every night and that's not what she wanted. And on top of that, Cody's stressed out. So it's like he's there all the time and he's in a shitty mood. So this is like a double whammy of badness and it just makes everything worse. She says in a confessional that she feels like a lot of polygamous women would think that this was a dream to have your husband all all to yourself, but it's not. It's not. Because it's Cody, the Babadook. Then Janelle says that beforehand, like before Hunter left to go to the military, there was a time where Cody, I guess, spent more time with her than he ever had, which was like the better part of a week. (laughs) And even then, let's say it was five days. She's like, it was affecting my ability to be free. In a confessional, Christine says that she also values her independence, just like Janelle does. And when Cody's around, it's fine. But then she goes, you know, my family does have a lot more fun when he's not there. And she makes his face like, "Mm, I'm cringing, but I'm only cringing because it doesn't sound good. Not because it's not honest. (laughs) Then here comes... Toot, toot, beep, beep. The sad sack comedy tour headliner is back again. And Mary says, listen, Linda, if you guys want a little break for him, him, I'm just saying, send him my way. (laughs) I'm not really sure why Robin felt the need to say this, but she did not only to Janelle, but to us and in confessional that she wasn't hard up for men. There are plenty of men leading up to Cody who proposed to her and she could have had a very successful, happy and monogamous relationship a couple times over, but she made the choice to be in a polygamous relationship with Cody. And now she's basically looking around the room like, Hey, I walked in on this party that I thought was jamming, but now everybody's leaving and now I'm stuck with the host and he's in a bad attitude. I just have a question if you only want and don't fight me because I know how you girls like to tussle but if you wanted and you telling me that you thought you were born to be in a polygamous relationship and that this was all you ever wanted then why were you in so many relationships with men that only wanted to be monogamous with you clearly these were deep enough relationships for them to propose to you girl so again what are you doing Robin says that she's been surprised and even horrified by thinking that they were going to be a unit, a family unit, and it's not been that way. And she says in reference to Janelle, I guess it just is what it is. And I have to respect where she's at. I guess (laughs) I can't unload Cody off on her. I guess I've, that was my best bet. He doesn't want to go to Mary, so I can't unload him off there and Christine's not going to work. So I guess I have to go to the only other wife and she turned me down. So thanks for the towel warmer girl. I'll have fun. (laughs) Next, all the ladies meet up at Mary's house to discuss their Thanksgiving plans and Christmas plans. And congratulations guys. We finally made it towards November of 2020. We're now two seasons deep into 2020, and I'm just praying that season 17, we could at least get to less than a year between seasons and airing. That would be really, really nice. 
Anyway, Janelle is setting up the scene in a confessional, and it's clear that, you know, they film these confessionals after the fact, like months later, let's say. Janelle's very annoyed, still, about this situation. And she says, you know, initially Cody came up with his list of rules, and I actually kind of wondered where this list had been all the last all this time for the last nine months, but whatever, at least now it's in existence. And supposedly these are the rules that they're following at Robin's house. And Cody wants us all to embrace them. And then she says that the meeting, the last meeting got cut short because she felt like things were getting a little too intense. And so now they're getting back for part two to finalize their plans. And Janelle says that this has been a huge point of contention for she and Cody, probably the biggest point of contention that they've ever had in their entire marriage. So Janelle drops a bomb to the other moms and Cody that her kids decided that they are going to be doing whatever Christine does. And Christine's like, Ooh, <laughs> didn't know that that's a lot of pressure, but okay. So she was like, you know what? I was kind of nervous about what my decision was going to be, but I'll just tell you guys now to get it out of the way. I'm going to Utah to see Aspen and Mitch and McKelty, and that's where we're going for Thanksgiving. But we will uh, be, I think she did say that they were going to be back for Christmas. Of course, Cody does not miss an opportunity to be an asshole. And he's like, well, yeah, I get why the kids want to hang out with Christine because, you know, she doesn't, she just lets them do anything. They don't have any rules with her and I'm the heavy. (laughs) But Christine says that she spoke to her kids like I said, they're going to be getting back to Christmas, getting back together for Christmas. She feels really bad about ostensibly making the decision to separate the family, but it is what it is. Mary in an interview is frustrated and she's like, I've just been adhering to these rules for six months, but now that everybody knows what it takes to get together, they don't want to do it. And it's like, Mary, you're not in this family. I don't know what to tell you. You don't even go here, girl. Like, how were you hating from outside of the club when you can't even get in? You know? (laughs) In another confessional, Cody almost gets it once again. And he says, well, you know, I thought Christine wanted to get the whole family together. But she's showing that Aspen and McKelty, who, surprise, surprise, Cody, are also your family, mean more to her than me. And that Janelle's just going along with what Christine says. And it's basically showing me that... I'm not important to Janelle either. (laughs) Again, I must ask us all to reflect on the fact of how you would feel if you were one of Cody's children and you saw him being so separatist in terms of like referring to you as your mom's kids or your mom's family and not his family. And he's doing this not for the sake of clarity, but because these are the people who are not doing what he says. And so that's the other family. Not his family. It's Janelle's kids. It's Christine's kids. And then the family. Cody then tries to finish the meeting by making up some bullshit passive aggressive statement about how I appreciate everybody's decision. And then he does this like, ugh, he's so sick. Robin tries to stop him and correct and say like, I don't like that you said appreciate. Maybe you should say that you respect. And You know, um, Cody corrects himself and he says, I respect where everybody is, but you guys do have a large 
an obligation to a large amount of people to be able to keep working. And that's probably, honestly, probably the most sense he's ever made. Because I think he's trying to say, like, we're on a show. We need to keep these people safe. All of production needs to be kept safe by us. And if we get sick and then they get sick because of us, that's on us. And I do agree with that. I can't remember who I had a conversation with when this aired on Twitter, but, you know, it makes it really hard to discuss this situation. And maybe that's kind of why it's so fascinating is that, like, Cody is right on, like, a base level. They should be more safe. They should be what have you. Like, Christine maybe shouldn't be traveling so much and whatever, but... It's not, it doesn't feel like the rules are about COVID anymore. It feels like the rules are about Cody and control and getting what he wants. And for that reason, I can understand why Christine and Janelle feel like it's not worth jumping through all these hoops when it's, we haven't been anywhere in the past eight months. It's taken us several months to get these rules. And it's bullshit. And I get that. Then Cody talks about how, you know, Garrison could put people in danger because he works with people. And Christine has an employee. And this is where he loses me again. Because Garrison has a job. So, and he doesn't have friends, as Janelle let us know earlier in this episode. So... But there's that. <laughs> Secondly, uh, I was under the impression that Christine's employee was actually a virtual assistant who probably isn't really coming to the house like your nanny is to Robbins. So I just feel like that's really unfair. And on the other hand, like I imagine that TLC has set up some pretty strict, or I hope at least set up some pretty strict protocols with regard to production. Maybe, you know, I don't know what Arizona's filming scene is like. I don't know. But I would imagine that the family is doing everything that they're being asked to by the network. They're probably testing very regularly. Um, They're clearly social distancing when they're on the show. So uh, I don't know. He just pisses me off. Cody tells the wives that he's struggling with the whole thing because he feels like Goofus and Gallant don't understand where he's coming from and why he's doing what he's doing. And then he says that he's not a foot soldier. He's actually a general, whether he's good at it or not. And then he says that the struggles in their family relationship are probably because he sucks at being a general. And that is true. And I wanted to like clap But then Janelle brought me right back down to earth. Thank God for that. Immediately in an interview, she says, like, what Cody just did was manipulation. And then Cody was doing this bait and switch of saying that he respected people's decisions, but he's also giving them a guilt trip so that they'll change their mind. So he doesn't really respect their opinion. He's just going to say that he does so that he can make them feel bad in the end. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <laughs> Cody claims that he's not trying to make anybody feel bad and that the wives are independent women and they could do what they want, but he also wants to put a little prick to their conscience and so that they can see whether... Um, the way that he thinks is the right way. So you're manipulating them. In her own interview, Christine says, he says he's not trying to guilt trip us. I think that's exactly what he's doing. He wants us to make, he wants me to make a choice between him and my kids and my kids will win every single time. So Janelle tells Cody, if I don't go to Utah for Thanksgiving, I'm going to be by myself. Do you honestly think that I'm going to go up there and like not be wearing masks or doing the right thing? And then she says, you know, I wear a mask. I social distance. I do everything the CDC says. But because I'm not following the Ten Commandments that Cody set, then apparently I'm not doing anything. So Cody says he's just asking people to consider shouldering some responsibility for their actions because he's been having to do that the whole time. No, you haven't. You literally have not. Shouldering the responsibilities, you've been posted up at the Shira Chateau with your wife doing neck squats and, and you know, sharing the bed with Ariella and Solomon. You're not shouldering any responsibility. What do you mean? He wants to talk about being a general, but he's only having these rules being invoked nine months into the situation. He's not communicating with people. He's, in his words, letting people do what they want to do, but then making them or trying to make them feel bad when they're not reading his mind and doing the things that he thinks that they should be doing. Great, great general. <laughs> captain Crunch is a better uh, captain than you will ever be. Like, you're basically withholding your presence from people's lives, your family's lives, without giving them a real concrete reason and a set of rules to follow to get him back. And the whole family's been flailing for nine months. So, yeah, dumbass, of course they're going to be pretty mad with you. And also feel like, what's the point of doing all this work for a guy who left us pretty quickly with no paddle? (laughs) Then Cody then smiles a smile that I truly have not seen since, like, old footage of Jim Jones at the people's temple in Guyana. And he says, well, I've said all I had to say, and I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. And then he just looks around for what feels like hours, but was actually like four seconds. So Janelle takes her pack back backpack and is like, you know what? I'm out. I'm leaving. But as she's walking away, Christine starts talking and she's like, you know what? I actually have a hundred percent clear conscience on the choices that I've made for Thanksgiving. And so 
Janelle kind of like starts walking a little bit slower and starts turning around to hear what they're saying. And so Cody says, well, I told you this information, like the rules information, so that you could share it with your children, your children, and that they could understand your perspective instead of making phone calls to me telling me, hey, dad, your rules are taking a toll on the family. <sighs> He's an absolute sick man. Then he goes on to say, you can continue in the vein of your little world, but I want you to understand mine. Your little world. <laughs> punch him. It, somebody needs to punch him in the face. I want truly to whisper from a six feet distance to Ariella. Hey, why don't you cut your dad's hair in the middle of the night? Cause I know you guys still share a bed despite the fact that you're several years old now, but just cut his hair in the middle of the night and we'll all be better off for it. Just do it. So Janelle fully heard what Cody was saying at this point. So Cody, Janelle says to Cody, it sounds like you're trying to make us feel bad about the choices that I'm making so that I'm not alone on Thanksgiving. There's no way Garrison's going to be on out of the house in time for me to be clear for Thanksgiving. So why would I want to stay at home and be alone? <laughs> Exactly. So Cody tries to save, say what he was trying to do was to plead with Janelle so that they could get their relationship back. And Janelle says, well, it sounds like a guilt trip. Like you're saying, I hope you know that I'm jeopardizing all these people. Do you not think that I'm aware and that I'm being careful? And so Cody says, oh, no, I do think you understand where I'm at and you are being careful. And, and you know, you understand the big picture that I have, but I just want you to respect that. Okay. So she rolls, rolls her eyes and she goes, you know what? Fuck off. (laughs) And she walks away. God bless her. Cody says nothing. He does not follow after her. He just sits there in his chair like a bump on the log. And then he turns to the other wives and says, was I being a bully? I don't understand why Janelle felt like she had to leave. So Christine takes up for Janelle and she's like, her hands are tied, Cody. Janelle has a home where her kids are adults. They're making the decision to hang out socially. She's got you on one end of the spectrum. Maybe Gabe's on the other hand. She's getting crap from both sides. I know you were trying to maybe be polite, but your speech was very forceful. And she probably has to deal with that crap from her kids all day long. In a confessional, Christine says she thinks it's responsible for a leader of the family or excuse me it's irresponsible for the leader of a family to ignore half of his family exactly (laughs) and she goes if he's the dad of all these kids and then she puts her hands up she's like you know what everybody's got their choices and so does he then cody says in a confessional that there's a saying that like Excuse me. Here's here's the thing. If somebody dies in the family, then there are going to be a bunch of other people that he hates because of that. And then he says, I think Christine hates me, partly because truly almost died and she thought I had been negligent, okay? It changes relationships. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'll give you a quick refresh, refresher on the time that Cody almost uh, killed his child. So the ladies were... Um, uh, they had planned on doing a commitment ceremony. 
And so the ladies wanted to get all these dresses. So they took a trip to San Francisco to go shopping, leaving Cody and the older kids like Aspen and McKelty in charge of the younger kids, right? Truly starts feeling under the weather. Aspen and McKelty keep telling Cody over and over she's not feeling well. She's sick. She's, you know, lethargic. She's not really wanting to play. There's something going on. We're concerned about her. And to Cody... She's like, oh, no, she's fine. She misses her mom. She's got the flu. Like, she'll get over in a couple days, whatever. So Christine comes home, truly still not feeling well. And they end up taking her to the doctor. And then they took her to the doctor a few days later. And she had gone into kidney failure. She was severely dehydrated. She was so... The kidney failure was so severe that the doctors told them that most people... Most kids that come in with this situation don't end up leaving. So that's the story of how Cody's complete negligence almost killed a child. So I'm of two minds of this. Like, if Christine does, in fact, hate him partly because of that, then, like, that is entirely... I don't see an issue with that. Like, I, I understand it. I think a lot of people would feel very angry. On the other hand, I don't trust Cody at all. And I don't trust him enough to think that this isn't just a total cop-out on his end. And frankly, to, like, speak about the situation so flippantly, as though, like, it wasn't a really big issue, leads me to believe that there are probably a lot of things that Cody could have done to make his relationship with Christine better. But he's just making it sound like there was one thing that Christine just can't get over. And that's what's the problem with their relationship. And like, fuck him forever for saying something like that. Like no responsibility on his end. When he's talking about how their kid almost died. So why would he like, he's acting like, you know, I didn't want to bring this truly situation up, but like, I will, cause I didn't want to get that deep, but like, I can use that example as like, you know, whatever to get in into Christine. Like you're going to use the example of how you almost killed her kid to make her feel bad and manipulate her into to adhering to your rules. Like he's sick. He's absolutely sick. <sighs> anyway, Robin says that, you know. She's just sad and she's like bummed up that they're not going to be together. And um, Christine's like, yeah, sorry, I just want to be with my kids. And then Cody tells Christine that he's like jealous in a way that she gets to play with people who are breaking the rules. (laughs) Mary then tells everybody that she's been like spending her summer scrolling through Instagram and looking through people's pictures of them hanging out with people that they love and how she wished that she was hanging out with people and hugging people. And she's basically been in her house all summer. (laughs) And in a confessional, she says, I don't understand why they couldn't have gotten this resolved like four or five months ago. What am I supposed to say? He's spending time at Robin's because she's following the rules. He's not spending time with Christine because she's not following the rules. He's not spending any time at my house because he just doesn't spend any time at my house, but I'm following the rules. And honestly, I don't know how to contribute to this conversation. And it's like, well, good, because you're not in the conversation, Mary, because you're not in this family. You're out of the rotation. Why do I keep having to tell you this? Okay. (sighs) The episode ends with our last clip of Janelle recording herself from her car after she left. And she says, she thought that they were just going to have a tame conversation, but she's frustrated because she's in between a rock and a hard place with her kids and Cody. And in a confessional, she says, 
Cody's condescending and he's acting like she's making irresponsible choices and like she doesn't have the big picture and that's not the case and it's frustrating because he's trying to make it sound like she's all these horrible things that she's not. <sighs> I, I, I can't. I can't. I cannot. And I really could not with the preview of Robin talking to her kids. And she said something along the lines of like, I'm scared that my kids are basically like going to resent the other members of the family. Um, because sorry, I just, I had a total brain fart. I had a total, total brain fart. Oh, Robin, Robin said she was afraid that her kids were going to be mad at the other members of the family because like they are being talked about, I guess. Like people are talking shit about Robin and the kids having access to Cody. And she's worried that like, they're not going to want to hang out with the other members of the family because they're being like ostracized basically. And it's like, you can control that situation, Robin. You can make your kids feel better about that. That is your responsibility. So why are you would even like set this up as a possibility of contention between the kids? It's like, that's on you, girl. That's really on you. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, you guys, we'll be back next week for more of the bullshit. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for speaking. Love you. Bye.